In 2011, the revolution in Syria had just begun. This is the story I want everybody who knows me to tell. There was a young woman who chose to do that. Not for herself only, but for everybody. I am Madian Andrade, and from the University of Toronto, this is The New Normal. I just remember my dad and my mom and my grandma when they were all the time telling that, don't wait someone to take an action on behalf of you, do something. And I believe that this is what driven me to take the choice uh, that absolutely changed my life. Noura Al-Jazawi, a young woman in the midst of her university degree, made a decision. She stepped out into the streets to join protest and revolution. It would have been a discreet day, right, when you made the decision? It was a kind of tragic memory because I left home, because I didn't tell anyone for security reasons. Uh, and it just, it was just trying to have the last hug with my mom, the last laughter with my sister and so on. So, and then I went. The consequence of taking that path in Syria is the risk of disappearing at the hands of the Assad regime. Once I got involved in the demonstration with other people, we were all uh, covering our faces, so we were unable to recognize each other. That was great, but I was so excited and my heart was beating, so I was even unable to, to say anything. My voice just disappeared. <laughs> I was just trying to say something. It took me a couple of minutes until I said the first word, and it was freedom. So, yeah, literally, I feel like that moment was the moment of my real life, the moment when I was really born as I wanted. In 2012, Noura was taken from the street, detained, and tortured for seven months. After her release, she moved to Turkey, where she started an NGO to help other victims and displaced persons. And eventually, she came to Canada with the help of the Scholars at Risk program and the Citizen Lab of the Monk School. I knew very well, like, I will probably, my generation will never see the great things the revolution will make, but I want to be a part of that revolution I saw the change coming, and I, did, I didn't want to be one, in one day influenced by the, uh, by the change. I want to influence the change. I want to be influencer. Will we be influenced or influencers? The Arab Spring, the Syrian Revolution, the Civil Rights Movement, a pandemic. How does large change happen? Has the world changed? I think the world has changed in the sense that that question has been put forth to us. Whether we confront that question and those sets of questions with the courage 
that's required, I think, is going to be the test as to whether or not the world has actually changed. I think that this is Joe Wong. He's a professor of political science at the Monk School and also founder and principal investigator for the Reach Alliance. You know, a lot of the conversations that we're having today around race and injustice are conversations that I had heard for the first time, or not for the first time, but certainly as a politically conscious young person during the Rodney King riots. Um, in many ways, the, the conversations are repeating themselves and the fact that they are repeating themselves suggests that where there was an opportunity for change back in the early 1990s, we didn't embrace them, just as there was an opportunity for change during the civil rights movement in the 60s, and the structural changes didn't occur. One difference, though, I think, as it relates to what's going on now is that you have this confluence of a pandemic in which there was a discourse arising around how we are all vulnerable uh, and how you know inequalities and the injustices around the world begin to surface. And then you have the confluence of events with what's happened with George Floyd. And of course, the George Floyd um, tragedy uh, and crime is, again, a repeated pattern. But it, it all comes together at the same time. And so, you know, I think maybe there is an opportunity just because of how severe things are and, uh, and stoked by uh, world leaders, including the president of the United States, that it's just banning this and so on. I think one difference between now and the kinds of conversations we were having in the 1990s is that the whole notion of white supremacy and white privilege, I think, is much more central to our conversation. But it seems to me at its core right now, for us to really learn anything and for us to to really put into place the lessons, the, me the mechanistic lessons that we may have learned from all of these previous events, it has to be underpinned with the moral and ethical reckoning. It feels like we are at a critical moment. Will we choose the path that is more challenging but more just? Or will we choose the path that is safer? Nora is the embodiment of courage. To sit down and talk with her and to hear her life story and to ask yourself if you have, if you have the inner strength and resolve and courage to endure what she endured and to, and to exercise that courage in a set of principles I'm hoping that we have that groundswell of courage. After the protests stop, after the virus is cured, what lessons will we take forward into the new world? The seeds of permanent change have been sown. It is up to us to make sure that they grow. In each moment, we have to make a choice. I all the time consider myself like standing on crossroads and asking myself, come on, if I just take that bath, what, what the life is going to look like?
I am Nadine Andrade. This is the new normal. <laughs>